I'm Rob Z, and this is the Unstuck Movement. This platform is to give you the strength to break those chains that have been holding you back in your life. These are real stories from real people who through perseverance, faith, and courage in the face of fear found breakthrough in their lives. At the Unstuck Movement, we live by a battle cry. We move now, no matter what. Take massive action. Take control of your life. The higher version of yourself is waiting on the other side. You're going to get so inspired by Eli today. I love this guy. He is the founder and chief visionary officer of Nexon Construction. As a chief visionary officer of Nexon, Eli loves seeing the organization moving towards the vision, uniting faith, business, and passion in all that they do. That is Eli's mission. So Eli is fulfilling the vision by learning from the best, Christ Jesus, whose leadership style is so powerful that it enables Eli to lead his team with all the guidance and encouragement necessary to achieve success. Eli immigrated to the United States as a refugee back in 1991 and has built an incredible business, an incredible life, an incredible act of service throughout his life, through what he does. I would encourage you to go to the profile right now, go to the bio in this episode and check out his YouTube video for his Serve 2024 mission. If you really wanna get inspired, check that out. This episode's amazing. Let's get into it right now. Welcome to the Unstuck Movement. I am Rob Z and with me is Eli Ace. Eli, thank you so much for being a part of the Unstuck Movement today. It is my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So awesome to have you here. And I like to frame these episodes in the form of a question, a powerful question that you've presented. Uh, what will happen and what has happened to you when you allowed God to write your story? Tell us about that. Well, you expect the unexpected and expect that your mind would be blown. <laughs> you allow that. When I, when I walked out after watching Ben Carson's movie, Gifted Hands, I walked out on my porch and I said, Lord, use me. I'm tired of just sitting and watching all these movies every night. My life kind of being just this same thing over and over, playing it safe. And that moment, I lifted my hands. I remember it was like a starry night, like, Lord, use me. Like this, I, I, I just want you to write my story. And, and from that moment, you start literally, I, I feel like I, my journal always gets full because God does this and he opens this door and, and all this, all of a sudden, miracles start happening in your life and you're just like yes i want to have a story that if i get to watch my life's movie i would be excited to watch it my kids would be excited to watch it mm -hmm. so tell me like this this unstuck part of your life right this moment that happened to you you went from being stuck to being unstuck at this period right that was the big moment of watching that movie stepping outside asking that question what led you up to that point that forced you to do that it was, I was a, a contractor. I had, I had projects that I was doing with a bunch of friends and it was just year after year going through the same struggle. Just anybody that was a contractor really understands that it's just, it's a struggle, you know, constantly, but it's just that one of those things that you just day to day was the same. It was just one challenge. Then you, you get somewhere and then you fall back down and just, it, and you stay at one place and it's just, the life began to be, look the same day after day after day. And we would watch these wonderful movies of faith, you know, faith like potatoes and and just like having these. And you start, man, it's like they're just ordinary people that called out to God. And that's just kind of for me, it just I'm like, it, I felt like I wasn't special in any way. I just had this inside of me, this like 
I know that God can use me, but it just, I didn't see, I looked around, I didn't finish high school. I, I mean, I, I got my GED. I didn't really go to college. I don't have something I can, you know, use. But then just being inspired by these movies and knowing that these people of faith, they just called out to God and let him take care of that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was encouraged, really. And then when I stepped out, I was just like, Lord, I know you can do great things. And I'm just giving you my life and just write my story. So. Well, that's powerful. Well, something you just said right there is really good, right? Because you said, I didn't have anything that I could use, but you didn't have to. God had you. He, he was going to use you. So it's like the reverse of how we often look at it. I don't have the college degree. I don't have the highest. I don't have the experience, whatever it is. I don't have these things that I can use. But if you surrender yourself over to God, he's going to use you because you don't need anything besides him to get where he wants you to go. That's Yeah, and I think. I think people that are there that might have the, all the degree, but they still feel like they, they, they're not capable of stepping out in faith. So it doesn't matter who you are. Really, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be someone who has no still in, in high school. You know, you could be the person that's already in, in their late 60s. It doesn't matter. From that moment, you're like, Lord, and God is the orchestrator of time. He, he will... He can do things like I'm already surprised in this period of time, Rob, since we've known each other, God's been doing so much in such a short period of time that I mm. it, it would take me, I don't know how long to do it on my own. Mm. Yeah, incredible. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm also I think of do you ever hear of John Eldridge? No, he wrote the book Wild at Heart, plus a bunch of other books. Oh, yes. But, I read actually the Wild at Heart. But, I, but Wild at Heart is what you're talking about, right? The adventure, like life's supposed to be an adventure. And God created this life as an adventure. So which, what you were saying when you were going to your job and you were doing the same thing day in and day out, like you were missing this and you're watching these movies of adventure, the people who had gone on these huge adventures in their lives. And we're like, where is that in my life? Where the heck is this adventure at in my life? And oftentimes we get kind of stifled by the day-to-day mundane kind of things. And I think nothing wrong with having a job, by the way. If you have a job nine to five, there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes that nine to five or whatever that job is that you have or the thing is that you're doing creates a mundaneness about your life where it seems like life is kind of like, God, if you're around, where are you at? Because nothing exciting is happening. Where is the adventure? Yeah, and I love I love that you called out like to him to like to challenge you with the adventure. Because yes. that's the key is to like call out to it. Where is it? Let's go. Let's let's make this adventure happen. And that adventure is not always going to be like it's not always going to be exactly how you picture it, but it's going to be exciting. Because sure it's, it's been exciting. Adventures bring challenges. And those challenges are what seems so hard at the moment, but they're the ones you talk about. They're, they become the miracle moments. That's the crazy part. It's like I have a few scars on my body and, and my daughter's like, and I would tell the story of each scar. And my daughter's like, you're so lucky, dad. You have all these scars because you have a story to tell. I have no scars and I have no story to tell. So it becomes then you realize that each challenge that God places in you, it's an opportunity for a miracle to happen. And something that was going to make that you're like, wow, that was a that was a challenge. But God got me through it. Yeah. How cool is a scar? Also, scars are like, you know, people yeah. respect somebody with a scar. Um, I, I And boy, man, yeah, that's really, really good. It's interesting that we look at challenges in a completely different way. And I talk about this a lot with people, actually, that 
the challenges are like the, the acorn and the oak tree. I was just talking about this last night with somebody. The, ac- the acorn is planted in the ground. The nutrients are what it needs to grow to in, into that oak tree. If we're going to become what God created us to be, we have to be planted in the ground. That Those nutrients are the challenges. We need those challenges to grow where we're going to grow to. We have to have the challenges. And if we look at them as holding us back or, or, or messing our life up, then they're going to. But if we look at them as, oh, I need to go through these things because I need to grow to get to that place that I need to get to. It's the only way to get there. Yeah, and it's for me too, because I don't have that education. So me reading a whole bunch of books now, book after book after book, I'm forced with my the challenges that I have to learn, you know, certain principles and certain, you know, and just read and just really get past that challenge. The fact that I didn't go to college, I didn't get a certain a degree that I needed for certain tasks, but it gives me an opportunity to go through it and then actually through that challenge. And then literally any challenge that comes up your way, it's an opportunity for you to uh, go through it and actually then uh, see a miracle on the other end. So when you had this unstuck moment, when you watched the Ben Carson movie, you were inspired, you walk outside and you say that to God, go through some practical things. Like what did it start to look like to get unstuck from that place where you were, where you felt like you, you weren't living an adventure to now living the adventure that you're living. What did that, some practical steps to that process look like, especially in the early stages? Well, for me, first I, I got the a book. My one of my friends said, "Hey, read this book. It was uh, Total Money Makeover by, by Dave Ramsey," and it was just starting with. You know, I I didn't really read any books except the Bible. I would just you know read about the Bible every morning. So, but I never really read any other book. And then I read this book. I was like, "Wow!" So really, it's almost like when you start that journey, it's it's like a a beacon of hope that's been planted in the soil. It's still not there but it starts to sprout. So you start, I, I started like reading the book and I get excited about the book and I'll start to do action. So what I did, I would read the book, do an action. Cause I was like, wow. And some of the times I would like, for instance, a, a Dave Ramsey said a, a gazelle intensity. I went so intense that I ended up falling on my face. <laughs> I took so much projects on. I couldn't handle it because I wanted to get that debt down. I got into even more debt. <laughs> but now it's a story. It was a challenge. And I was like, wow. And I, I was like, no way. It just, I got myself in a, in, a, in, a, in a worse situation. But it was like, and I kept reading, like, what do I go through here? And my right-hand man said, Eli, go work on the business. Keep go. I'm going to handle the field. You go work on the business. We need that. So it's like that challenge forced me to really... Uh, uh, rethink and 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 listen to the advice of my right hand man to push me into like working on the business. That's when I joined really BNI, and then that started right away because it's like when this I would say when the student is ready, the teacher will come. Like we hear, that's exactly what happens. The moment you really, it's like you you're become a student, and then you have these opportunities. God opens the door, and all of a sudden, literally three like three four months later, I'm at BNI. I've never experienced that, and it's just like. All of a sudden, God loves to open doors and he could close certain doors and open it. But that's the thing is when you really you start walking, a door opens up, you go right through. You're like, wow, this is awesome. So it's kind of like that. Hmm. And so as you started to step out, have you always been with the, at this level of enthusiasm before the unstuck breakthrough part of your life? Was this you? I imagine it was. But maybe maybe you've grown in that or God's increased your your confidence and, and faith in like that that part of your personality. Because I, I get to exercise it now yeah. before because you're on the job side. You 
like I'm saying, you're, 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 you're just pushed with so many things. And really the fact that you feel this pressure of day to day being the same. So you, it's almost like a, you're not excited about life as you would. Now I'm excited. So the more excited about I am about life, the more I'm more passionate. The, in, before I would just be uh, passionate. Oh, oh, we're doing this wall or this is exciting job project. It was just always limited. And now I feel like it's just uh, the breakthrough came where I can mm. actually be excited about everything because now I know where I'm going because it's hard to be excited when you really don't know where you're going. Yeah. Kind of like in that moment where you're, you're, you're lost. When you're, you're, you're stuck, right? It, it creates yeah, a stuckness. Yes. And so let's talk about that, man, because this is so cool the, the vision, right? I talk about vision so much because vision for me personally, vision and defining my vision, working on it, clarifying it, praying about it. Like, what is my vision supposed to be God for my life? Like give that to me so that I can clearly see it. Because once you start to establish it, it starts to pull you towards it. And those challenges that looked like roadblocks that were going to mess you up actually become momentum because you need to get through those things to push you forward towards the vision. And I, when I talk to people about vision, because, and this was my experience, because school doesn't talk about it. Most people in your life don't talk about vision. You don't hear about it very often or even know how, like, what it means to actually visualize it and picture it. Uh, it's hard to do, right? So how did you establish the vision? Because you have a big vision. Serve 2024 is coming up next year. You can. I'd like for you to mention a little bit about that because I'd like people, if they don't know what that is, I would love for them to hear about the huge plan that you have for your business to go out and serve the community. But how did that vision take place? Did God give it to you? How did you have to nurture it uh, to get it to where it's a year away? Talk a little bit about that. So when, in 2016, when I kind of walked out from the field when my right-hand man, Vital, he said, Eli, go and start working. He really encouraged me. He said, go work on the business. And then when I started working on business and reading all these business books and talking to business owners at VNI, they're like, they brought me to a book, What's Your Why? And that's when it really, what is the purpose of Next in Construction? You know, that was the question then. And then as I started really searching for that question and praying, I said, Lord, what is that? What's the, what's the point of our business? What are we, what are we going to do? And that's when I remembered my prayer when I was a young kid. I was around 14 when I would read through Leviticus 25. And I saw that the farmers would get, take a year rest. And I thought that was so wonderful. They get to rest. The, the community would come eat from the fruits. They would have time with their family. And that's when I really said, Lord, if you ever make me a business owner, I would love to implement that. And that's it almost like connected. That moment when I was thinking about my wife, it just remember I remembered that prayer and it's almost like that link happened. I vividly remember asking that. And that moment I knew what I needed to do because people ask me like, why don't you just take the seventh week? I'm like, I'm called for a year. And I'm just like, this is my calling. And I know it. And it's like in my bones that this is what I need to do. And I, I've never felt so encouraged knowing that, Hey, even and it's almost like God gives you a moment to see that mm. final, like you almost like you feel it. You feel the, you're like in that final part of going through that vision mm. and that excitement basically continues to build. But then what happens is the enemy and the challenges beat down so that that vision doesn't, you know, actually happen. Mm -hmm. And then every challenge, you got to understand that, hey, I need to go through this challenge. Why? Because there is something we're going towards. And there were so many challenges in next construction that would, would cause us to quit 
if we didn't have something we're fighting for. And COVID too, we thought COVID was like, boom, worst time ever. We were like, should we just close next in construction? Mm. Because we, we had this temptation because we had a few challenges beforehand. We're like, this is a perfect opportunity to, but then it's just, got, you had a temptation. But then it ended up being that COVID helped us double that year. <laughs> so just one of those things that what we thought was a challenge got flipped it around and we were just amazed at what God was doing. So it's it's a challenge and then you pray through it and then you understand, hey, we're, we're moving towards it. And now we're literally at home stretch and we already have a 35 page plan of what we're going to be doing through that time. How are we going to serving? So it's really coming to fruition incredible man it's just it's so it's such a cool story to hear and like we were talking about before we started recording for this episode the amount of faith that you have because this vision this word was given to you obviously that's a big piece of this but the the faith that you're going to build in other people because you're going to go through with it because people are, are probably looking at you some people are like this is crazy like this guy's going to shut down for a year and go serve people but you're going to help other businesses you're going to help other people grow their business through this. You're going to help the local community. You're going to help people become more altruistic and help others, right? To to look at, to serve others instead of serving themselves as much. It's going to change so many people's perspective and the amount of faith that's going to come from this from other people. Wow. Eli did this out of faith and I and I didn't even know what faith was or what that meant. And I see how he's doing that and that what that's going to mean for other people in their life is, I mean, I'm sure you feel this. I can feel this. You can't even put uh, like a, a dollar amount or can't even really wrap your head around the impact that's going to have the story that will come from that. The story that people tell, look, this guy shut down this company that's killing it for a year so they could go help the community. And I'd I can't wait to talk to you and have you back on here, say, in, uh, I don't know, 2025, 2026 and see what's happening after that or year what's happening that year and then what's happening after yeah people man people are, are usually they're scared of 2025 and we read that passage where it says the lord's like i will provide enough the year before because people always tell me how much do you have in the bank do you have enough to someone like listen if i had enough in the bank it wouldn't be faith <laughs> it's literally for us it's we know that God's going to provide and he's, we're already feeling that because we're getting all this work, but it's really, it's like, it's, it's, it's a abundant mindset because mm. it seems like, Oh, you're closing the year down. You're going to lose traction. No, no, no. We believe we're going to get more traction. And, and in case people don't know the verse, cause I had to look it up whenever you said about it. I'm like, what is, the, what is the verse in Leviticus? And it's uh, Leviticus 25 verse 21. I will send you such a blessing in the sixth year that the land will yield enough for three years. Hallelujah. <laughs> what a powerful word. That's that's amazing. So powerful. So let's talk about uh, the growth mindset, because that's something I also talk about all the time. And I, I hear you talking about it, man. So like what the growth versus fixed mindset, lack versus abundance, what does that mean to you? Uh, and, and how can people adopt that mindset and they might not even know they're in a fixed mindset usually like when i was in a fixed mindset i didn't know that i was in a fixed mindset i didn't know there was another way to think right so could you talk a little bit about that and maybe help somebody who's stuck in that place i think when fear creeps in you you realize you're slipping the other way 
like you're you're afraid to lose this everything becomes because you're you somehow and you think it's yours you know when you realize god gave it to you and you now you start to claim it as your own and your hands start to clench instead of give out so mm. the moment i think if you imagine that your listeners can imagine it the moment your hands start to really clench what you're having is the moment you're getting into fixed to completely uh a a, a scarcity mentality but mm. Just if you can imagine, God's going to use the more you have your hands out, you want to help, you want to you want to help your competition if they have a problem. You, you just really the moment you start holding stuff back and you're trying to be like protective is I think is just really trying to to grasp what's really not yours. Yeah. And, and that can mean so many different things, right? That can literally mean money that you're grabbing yeah. a hold of your money and not sharing it. But also it can mean uh, your affection. It can mean your your knowledge. It can mean your love, right? Holding love back from people, your vulnerability, those sorts of things. Like if you find yourself holding back more than you have to give, that's you're living in lack. You're you're fixed, and you're not giving that out to others because in the growth mindset, it is all about lifting other people up. It's all about seeing potential in yourself and seeing that in other people. So if you see potential in yourself and you see potential in others, you're naturally going to be giving them them more than um, I was going to say than they deserve, but that's not true. You're going to be giving them more than they're even ready for. You're giving them more Make some than uh, they've expected. You're always you're always over delivering. And it's not even like a question, not like an over delivering to get something out of it, like you're over delivering because. There's so much for everybody. I have so much to give. My cup's running over. I've got to keep giving that out to more people. They need it. I think the wonderful book I recommend your listeners to listen to is uh, by the Hobby Lobby. They For the Green Family, they have a book called Give It All Away to Receive It All Back Again. It's wow. a wonderful book. It's just something I, I'm reading over and over again because it, Hobby Lobby is a billion dollar. I mean, they're, I think, at 15 billion right now. I'm not exactly sure where they are, but... Mm. What they did in the beginning, if you read the book, that's kind of what they faith. The, their faith story is crazy too. So when I when I when these are these are kind of books that inspired me to continue doing Serve Twenty Twenty Four is because I realized there's companies that did that something different, but something so crazy. But yet now they they're just wow so what they do and the amount of help they do. If people really find out what they do is it's amazing but if you read when they started what kind of generosity they showed it just seems like in, i think in, in the book it even says like in four in the fourth year of business they thought they were going to basically close their doors because their giving was so much mm. and they really they, they couldn't out because the, the verse that they used that they really uh, were inspired to they, you can't out give god and that's the verse that they use they're like Okay, God, if you can't, we can't uh, uh, give you, then we're going to test that. And they try to do that. So they realize, okay, if we give this much and double it every single year, we're going to go out of business in year four, something like that. But they couldn't. <laughs> and now they're like, our <laughs> company and they just serve so, uh, they serve so many and they help. Wow. Eli, that's crazy. Okay. So, yeah, the book is by David Green and Bill High Give It All Away and Getting It Back getting it all back again, the way of living generously. Yeah, when you go to Hobby Lobby, right, they're closed on Sundays, first of all, and everything's always on sale. There's always like a ro roaming sale going on. It's like, how is this stuff always on sale? So that actually just illuminated that for me. Um, and I love Amazon too, right? I mean, you can buy the book right now for like three bucks. 
So highly recommend. I, I'm getting that. Especially as you're on that journey to get unstuck and really walk out. Uh, Chick-fil-A's story was really nice because they were really uh, opposed by a lot of opposition saying that you're going to fail because it's a Sunday. So they had that same story. And now you could see a testimony of that every time you drive by a Chick-fil-A and mm-hmm. Hobby Lobby likewise. So if you, and I was inspired by these uh, as I'm going through my journey. It was one of those things that, hey, don't give up, just go through it because others already did something similar and look at, you know, look at where they are now. So, it, yeah. Yeah. The, the proof's in the pudding. The, the, the It's already been laid out. I don't know what that means. The proof is in the pudding. I don't know what's in the pudding, but <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so anything you'd want to leave people with as we're, as we're wrapping up this conversation, uh, you know, I'm sure anybody watching or listening to this right now feels inspired. I feel inspired. So uh, what would you want to leave somebody with just a message that you'd want to touch them with that, uh, something that you know you feel is on your heart right now yeah i want to really inspire people to step out in faith really just just like i did just really think through like it doesn't matter like you said if you have a job that just you 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 go to from eight to five doesn't matter because god will be able to use you there Mm. and you're you're going to be able to have the story that you can share with your kids and your grandkids because you are living it and you're allowing God to write it. So I challenge the listeners, just give it to God. I mean, I was a Christian since I was a young kid, but I, I fell into this uh, temptation of just kind of living it safe and watching the, the business world here, the church world here. And just, and I didn't think that was right. And just to really step out in faith and be like, Lord, use me. And that's what I'm just challenging. Just, Ask the Lord to write your story, because if he starts writing your story, you are going to be blown away. Mm, So good. I feel called to pray at the end of this. So let's just pray for a second. Uh, Lord God, thank you for uh, this this conversation. We thank you for anybody who's watching and listening to this right now, who's impacted by this. God, Uh, I pray right now that those the people who are taking this content in are inspired right now as this episode ends to go out stand before you and, and and hold their hands out and just ask, Lord, use me. Lord, write my story for me. Take me on an adventure, God. Show me show me what my adventure is. Write my story for me and use me for uh, the purpose that you created me for. I just pray that that's done. I thank you for Eli and this conversation and everything that you've given him in his life. And uh, I'm just I'm thank you. thankful, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can I ask you? listeners for one thing too sure. when you hear this please pray for us the moment you hear it, just pray for us so that we can go through this in power but all those that are going to listen to this please take a moment to pray for us because we believe there's power in prayer mm. amen cool eli powerful thank you so much my friend thank you rob it's been a pleasure